Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, let's get to it. Our Odyssey NFL insider, Ross Tucker. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. And Ross was on the call. He was part of the broadcast team on Westwood One for Ravens and Texans in Baltimore this weekend, and he joins us on the hotline right now. Ross, um, so if you were if you were doing a, like one of those quick-hit columns after the game where you're like, takeaways from the divisional round for all eight teams – as someone who watched the 60 minutes, that 30 of them were okay for the Texans and 30 were really bad, what was your big Texans takeaway from that game on Saturday? Came away even – you guys got me? Yep, we got you. Gotcha. Yep. I, I guess I came away even more impressed with C.J. Stroud in person, which I think is – Pretty hard to do, especially when you consider they didn't score an offensive touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) They get to the red Um, zone, Ross. They didn't make it to the red zone one time in the game. You know, it's so interesting that you say that. Um, At no point did I feel like he wasn't really playing well. It's weird. I mean, I, I, you know, I know that Dalton Schultz had a drop. It felt like, especially in the first half, they moved it pretty decently. I guess I was impressed with just his poise. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't think he was sacked once. Mm-hmm. He has better mobility than I realized. Uh, he did a nice job of escaping. It seemed like, honestly, a lot of times he had to throw the ball away or, you know, try to find somebody late. But he made some fantastic throws. I think he's a really, really good player. I'd be highly encouraged if I were the Texans. Like, I, I came away – thinking that that was still a positive C.J. Stroud performance as opposed to one that's like, oh, he's not ready. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel that way. I don't think the rest of the team around him was ready. I thought that the Ravens made really good adjustments at halftime, mm-hmm. and the Texans didn't really have a counter, right? So the Texans were bringing a lot of pressure in the first half. It was working. They were getting to Lamar. They were disrupting him. They were sacking him. Second half, the Ravens had some answers with the quick passing game to defeat the Blitz, and and it worked, obviously. Yeah, I guess uh, on the C.J. Stroud side of things, I've gone back and I've tried to figure out, okay, was was C.J. overly rattled by the – the bad offensive line play or the awesome Ravens defensive play. I have a hard time saying that he was overly rattled by it. I think he was appropriately rattled by it because I, at some point, you know, when your offense commits five pre-snap penalties in the first quarter, I don't, I don't think he had a single bit of trust in that offensive line um, for the rest of the game. And, and, and I don't think he should have had any trust in them. What, what do I what do I do to make myself feel better about the fact that the offensive line could not stay? They 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 they, they had false start after false start after false start um, because it got a little too loud for their delicate eardrums. It's not it's not a good look, um, and it's a little surprising to me. You guys have to take me back to the Saturday win and your in game. Did they have that issue in 
Indianapolis at all. Not that I recall. I mean, there may have been one or two. I think Tunsil had a couple false starts in Tunsil's that game. good for about seven false starts per game. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's been a Laramie. Ross, that's yeah. been a Laramie issue for, for literally his entire time as a Texan here. Yeah. You know what's funny? You, um, as an offensive lineman, you get a real negative when you give up a sack or a pressure hit on the quarterback. Holding penalties, a real negative. But if you don't do those other things, it's like they're kind of okay with the false start on some level. And that's something that Laramie tries to do to try to get just that little bit of an edge, tries to jump the count. And obviously that's what he was trying to do again on Saturday. I thought, um, and I've seen this kid play, I think I called all three of his state championship games when he was in high school. Drew Scruggs Mm -hmm. thought he was a little overmatched. At yeah. uh, at left guard yeah. against Matabike. I mean, you know that's asking a lot to have a guy that played center at Penn State to all of a sudden he's in a playoff game at guard. And that's I think that's asking a lot. And I thought I thought he struggled. I thought they pretty clearly were not were not good enough up front. Whether it was the blocking or the penalties, I do think that that affected Stroud. But I think what was probably more concerning is like how many times. Did he escape to his right and then either just a couple times he completed it or run out of bounds or throw the ball away, you know, without going back and watching the coaching tape, I'm just watching it live, right? So I'm watching as much as I can, but it's hard to know how many of those, I'd have to go back and see how many of those were quick pressures and how many of those were more like nobody's open coverage issues or was Stroud fooled by some of them. And, you know, was just trying to buy time because who he thought he was going to throw it to was not there. I just yeah. – I remember some really good throws to Schultz, and Schultz had the one drop. I, I remember him getting the ball to Nico Collins. I just – I also remember at halftime thinking the Texans were getting the better of the action for the most part. And, obviously, Fairbairn missed the 47-yard field goal. But, man, I'm in Baltimore, and I know all those people. I'm, like, going to the bathroom and in line to get food at halftime, and there was some – there was some anxiety. There, there was some tension on the faces of the members of the Ravens organization. And I think rightfully so. I, I think I came away thinking, oh, boy, man, the Texans, they're right there. And then second half, it was like the Ravens shifted it into a different gear. Yeah, yeah. That's um, <clears throat> I, That defense, Ross, when you talk about CJ, you know, sometimes hurrying it perhaps um, or sometimes fleeing the pocket too early or, or, or throwing it away. I, the the defense in general. The one thing I'd say is, I mean, CJ's face defenses that do a good job of disguising and do a good job of rotating coverages and everything. I feel like the Ravens are just so crisp with everything, and I think they 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 do such a, a great job of selling it um, that I I gotta like I don't I, I think there's very few quarterbacks that aren't going to be flummoxed by that to some degree. And you know, like as an well, offensive I'm glad, lineman, I'm, I'm glad you said that because. Yeah. They've done that to everybody. I mean, look what they did to Tua. Look what they did to Brock Purdy. You know, I mean, they've pretty much done that. I don't know that anybody's really put up points on them this year. I mean, we'll see what Mahomes does on on Sunday, certainly. And I'll be on the sideline for that one. Looking forward to it. Looks like it'll be a lot warmer than it was this past Saturday, which is good. And who knows, maybe that affected the Texans a little bit as well. Uh, it was nice talking with some of their coaches before the game. I got a chance to talk to Case Keenum for a while. 
I saw CJ doing his whole basketball thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he does that stuff, but everybody should probably do it. Like, I should you know probably what? do it before I go on the radio, just, like, start <laughs> yes. shooting the basketball, all, all the weird stuff he does. I mean, yeah. it was freezing, and he's out there, like, shooting threes with Bill Lazor. I was like, okay, maybe I need to shoot <laughs> some threes before my next broadcast. You know what? He talked about that, and part of it was um, he, like, made a conscious decision to try to loosen up a little bit for, before games psychologically. Like and just uh, to make his warm up something he could actually enjoy doing and kind of get him and do all those movements and everything, but also just uh, it, the way you described it, it sounded as like it was almost a reminder that it's supposed to be a game, you know, like you're supposed to have fun with it. Aside from the the physical, you know what, you know, and you know what, Seth, I said this uh, at least once or twice during the game. Nothing about him watching him even in that game said rookie to me, mm -hmm. like. He wasn't sacked once against the Ravens. I mean, that's really hard to do, especially when his offensive line wasn't playing the ground. I saw this clip where Roquan Smith was mic'd up. Have you guys seen this yet? Mm -mm. Where Roquan Smith's flying around, like hitting people during the game, and then he he tries to get to Stroud, who's run out of bounds and like dives and misses, and Stroud comes out. And CJ Stroud says something to him like, um, you want to hit me so bad, don't you? And and Roquan Smith's like, yep, something like that. Or he's like, he's like, and he's like, heck yeah. And just the fact that Stroud, as a rookie, is saying to like a team captain, first team all pro after he runs out of bounds, like, you want to hit me so bad, don't you? And, and Roquan's like, yes. Like, it's it, it just the fact that Stroud even says that, like, he's just awesome. Like, yeah. he's just totally um in control calm and like i don't know if i'm a rookie i'm not saying anything to roquan smith <laughs> yeah know? yeah no the and the, the respect level seems to be really high for him too with with veteran guys both on his team and on on other teams we're talking to ross tucker he's our odyssey nfl insider insider calls brought to you by old spice gentlemen's blend body wash providing exfoliation and moisturization because men have skin too Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Um, Ross, uh, so this game, you're going to be on the sidelines for this AFC title game. What are your thoughts on this game? I mean, from what you've seen from the Ravens, and obviously the Chiefs, it's a little different kind of feel for the Chiefs this year, but they're right back in the AFC title game, this time on the road. What, what's your, what are your early thoughts on this game? Well, I think thought one is uh, the Chiefs are just so impressive. You know, to, to, be, to have the season that they had, and yet still beat two quality teams in Miami and Buffalo to make the AFC Championship game for a sixth straight year. It's just so hard to do. I mean, the Niners could have easily lost to the Packers Saturday night, and if that's the case, then the Eagles, Cowboys, and Niners would have had combined zero playoff victories this year. I mean, wow. it's hard. It's hard to win these games, and the Chiefs win at least one and a lot of times more than one every postseason. Really impressive. Um, so that's one thing that jumped out to me. I guess I feel like this would really be um, a, a really tall task for the Chiefs. You know, 
they're coming into it banged up too. Like they kind of lost Willie Gay. He says he's going to play, but he's sort of the guy that spies the quarterbacks. The Bills got the better of them up front. Josh Allen was able to run on them. That's not a good sign when you're playing Lamar Jackson and the Ravens that Josh Allen was able to run and the, and the Bills were able to run so well. That's a bad sign for the Chiefs. And the Bills were just so beat up on defense. That is not the case with the Baltimore Ravens. They're, it sounds like they're getting Marlon Humphrey back. It sounds like they're getting Mark Andrews back. Whereas the Chiefs, I don't know if Mike Edwards will clear concussion protocol. I don't think they'll have Joe Tooney at left guard. That's a problem because then it'll be Allegretti having to go against Matt Abike, who's a monster. That guy's going to get so much money, Seth, yeah. it's not even funny. I mean, <laughs> unrestricted free agent with a career-high 13 sacks, and he's a dominant player. I mean, man, I guess the Ravens don't usually franchise tag guys, though. Like, they've always had that philosophy, like, let their guys go, and if they can get more money, then they get more money, and I guess they franchise Lamar, but I don't know. Well, I'll be curious to see what they do there. Ross Tucker, he is our Odyssey NFL insider. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too, and he'll be on the call on the sidelines for the AFC title game, a game you'll hear this weekend on Sports Radio 610 on Westwood One. Ross, we appreciate the time, as always. Uh, safe travels. Enjoy the game. We look forward to hearing you on the call, man. Yeah, should be great. Looking forward to talking to you guys next week. I'm assuming, are you guys rooting, are people in Houston rooting for the Ravens because that's the team that beat the Texans, so it makes you feel better, or do you root against the Ravens because that's the team that beat the Texans? We're, this show is rooting for the Ravens because Patrick Mahomes is corny and Taylor Swift is annoying. How's that? Yeah. Uh, just, <laughs> that that is fine. I I can see. I think most people are probably rooting against the Chiefs just because they're kind of sick of them. Yeah, yeah. The Netflix uh, series quarterback uh, really made Pat Mahomes look like a an annoying dude. Yeah. That, that sealed the deal for me. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. See you guys. All right. See you, Ross. Appreciate you. The great Ross Tucker joining us here on Sports Radio 610. All right, um, up next, top of the hour, our 8 at 8, the Ocho. We're going to get you eight stories, get your day going. Um, D'Amico Ryans, we've got a great question on the text page that I'm anxious to bounce off of Seth about the offensive line, and it leads into something that D'Amico Ryans said they absolutely have to improve this offseason. We will get to the Texans head coach on that topic next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 